Welcome to Raising Up Cops, the podcast where we talk about, wow, I can't remember how to do this. It's been so long, <laughs> where we talk about how to raise Coptic kids in Western culture. I'm Laura, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Madonna. <laughs> Hi. Not how to raise, more about the experience of raising <laughs> Coptic kids. That's true. We don't know what we're doing. Either. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, this is a, everyone's just swinging in the wind here. It's so funny. Well, actually, speaking of that, Laura, right? So this is today's topic is that um, how do we define ourselves and this whole thing that we're doing called life? So um, I've been going through all of these um physical changes in my own body, experiencing things that I don't know what's going on. I've been listening to my friends complaining of the same things. I have friends in, um, I have really close friends in their 20s. I have really close friends in our 30s. I have close friends in our 40s. And then I listen to my parents' friends in their varying uh, stages um, as well. And I always hear a lot of like the same complaint going on. And that is our bodies <laughs> do not do what we want them to do when they're supposed to do them. And then they do things that we don't want them to do at times we don't want them to happen, right? So like you sneeze and your neck hurts, you know, that whole thing. Or you wake up from sleeping and how do you injure yourself sleeping, but somehow you're sore from head to toe. It's a really strange phase in life where you're like, I should feel young I should feel ready to take on the world. But for some reason, I'm constantly tired. My body is giving up on me. Um, my brain cannot handle things anymore. It's a whole experience. <laughs> it is. And it's just really incredible how um, how much like we we define ourselves by what we're able to do, both physically and um, just like mentally. You know, like we for parents, like let's say young moms, we always talk about mom brain where all of a sudden you cannot remember or function at the level that you could before you had, you know, a screaming infant in your arms. Right, <laughs> right. So these things are happening to us constantly. Like it's a, you know, I, I think before we started recording, Madonna said like every decade comes with its own hormones or something along those yes. lines, which I thought was so accurate. <laughs> it is. So. It's own hormones and shift in mindset. And it's just like, you really do. It's like a metamorphosis every a completion of metamorphosis every 10 years. It's a different person emerges. Exactly. And I, I think that there's, you know, I, I was doing this uh, TikTok, not TikTok, but what do we call it? The Instagram reels thing. And I think like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't have to be like the young, pretty cool person anymore. Like I can actually put that person aside. Like mm -hmm. that whole twenties, early thirties, maybe like, let me do my hair and look good. And like, how, what's the makeup going to be today? I mean, I remember like picking out like eyeshadow colors and how serious it was. Like when you're like a teenager, like it's very serious business. I'm like, do I own eyeshadow? Like, where is the one that I bought a decade ago? <laughs> like, I just don't have time for that. <laughs> you know, you know, what's so funny, Laura, is I went through a phase where I was like, I am letting myself go because I'm home all the time. All right. I'm going to buy comfortable home dresses. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to get ready. Like I'm leaving the house so that I am functional during the day. Uh, Laura can see me right now. I am straight up in a sweatshirt. 
like <laughs> sweatpants. I mean, the practicality of what life actually allows for me and what I dream of my life looking like often do not mesh. And I feel like that would be the source of a lot of people's anxiety. It's like what you think your life should look like versus the reality of what your life looks like and how they just don't fit together often. Yeah, I'm always having conversations with single moms, sorry, not single moms, but stay-at-home moms who want to be working moms and working moms who want to be stay-at-home moms. And it's like both conversations are actually identical to me because Mm -hmm. they're about what we think we should be doing or what we should be offering. And it's just this like weight of social expectations (laughs) on all sides. And then add to that this whole like, women the ideal woman is young and beautiful and thin and like you know I things like that and then like you and then you age and then things happen you know yes and you're not but, and I'm sure this works for men too that they have their own things that they think they should be able to do at this point or or that they should have done at this point and they haven't that's exactly what I was about to say is uh, no I think that this is not a woman problem this is a humanity problem because um, I've seen it in men too especially in the in in our community you know they get to a point where they can no longer work or provide the way that they used to and it really spirals them you know because they've spent their whole life and I guess for women too they spent their whole lives providing in a certain way that when they can no longer physically do that they no longer know who they are in the world. And it brought up this question for me, Laura, what am I defining myself by? Because right now my life unapologetically revolves around my children. Okay. And that's just the stage that we're in. I know there's going to come a stage where they are not going to need me as much as they do. And at that point, what happens to me? Like, who am I? What, what do I become? And I remember that um, when we were on vacation in Florida, Danny and I were walking around the along the beach and um, we had to have a serious talk about this. And I was like, Danny, who are me and you when we're not raising these kids? Who are you when you're not in the army? Who am I when I'm not a stay-at-home mom? Like, what are we going to do with our lives after we are not these people and they're not in need of us anymore? And we couldn't answer the question, Laura. We couldn't answer it. Yeah. It, it was unsettling. <laughs> it's a it's a big question. And I think it just um and I think there is some I think there I okay, I'm trying to gather the thoughts here. I think to draw it in the spiritual sense that every morning we're waking up and we're saying, like, God, what is your purpose for my life today? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you wake up this morning and your assignment is make sure that the children are taken care of, right? Or make sure that whatever an army major does is taken care of. Sorry, Danny, I really don't know. <laughs> um, but so we, so I guess what I'm saying is I want to trust that the day that I wake up and the kids are not needing me, that God will have some other thing to say. But then I also wish, and I, I don't know how like, to articulate this because I just thought of this yesterday but like I wish there was something in our society that allowed for us to raise our children and continue to grow in our own skill sets um moms and dads like I wish there was a way that you know I feel like maybe because I just 
idealized it in a way but like in Egypt if you if you're a woman working a government job you basically work in the morning while the kids are at daycare or whatever and then you can come home and do all the things that you need to do and you have a steady paycheck and you have maternity leave and you have all this other stuff and here it feels like the minute you let go of your career even a little bit you have nothing to go back to like it's just mm. like this gaping hole of these this professional development that just stops or this like career growth that stops and then you come you, you don't want to leave the children you care about your children and you want to spend time with them and you and you send them off to like the best schools you can and you or or you stay home and homeschool them if you want but I just wish that there was I wish there was some kind of like social societal level compromise <laughs> Well, uh, actually, Laura, I think that's where multi-level marketing came in. That's when mm-hmm. all of the, all of these people that contact you out of the blue and say, "Have you tried our products?" and I, I have so many on sale for you. I think that is women grappling with working and being at home that they want to be so badly. Which, if it works for you, I support it fully. Like, do your thing. Um, but I've also seen people that are. I mean, I think they're flapping in the wind, trying really hard to hold on to something that they really just need to let go of. They're not they're not holding on to something flopping in the wind. No, the wind is dragging them along is what's happening. So I think that a part of this also is asking God for wisdom and knowing what phase you're in and what is required of you at that time and knowing that nothing is permanent. There is nothing permanent. Like if I quit my job right now, that doesn't mean I will never work again. If I work right now, that doesn't mean I will work for the rest of my life. Whatever venture I go down, it doesn't mean that it is a permanent fact of life. I know some people right now that are doing great in their careers, um, but they never got to achieve that dream of settling down that they're wanting to so badly settle down, like they they are wanting to achieve. Um, And they feel like they didn't get to do the things they wanted to do. And um, they associate that with a a failure. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I do think that you kind of have to own where you are when you're, when you're there. Yeah. I love the idea of owning where you are, like just being very real about where you are and what, and, and giving yourself grace for the decisions that got you to that moment. Yes. I remember, uh, so Abuna and I just celebrated our 15th anniversary over the summer. Yeah. And I remember that there was a moment where I was like, looking back at like the last 10 years, like leaving my job as a teacher in Charlottesville and choosing to stay at home when we got here and not go back to teaching and then having my second child so late after my first. And then just like all of the series and then this job I worked and this job I left and this job I turned down and this job I accepted. And I was just sort of like spiraling, thinking about all of those decisions. And and the thing that got me through that conversation was that at every single moment, you have to believe and know that you made the best decisions that you could uh, Mm. with what you knew and what you had and and, and with prayer and God's guidance. And so you can't second guess every single thing that led up to the moment. And I think that's part of owning it is like knowing that like, you're here on purpose with the best of intentions, like not 
you did not mistakenly fall into this. You at every step made the best mis- best mistake. You made the best decision <laughs> you could make. That Where was not a Freudian slip, okay? <laughs> I, you know what, too? I tend to look back and think about all the things I could have changed. And that is such a terrible cycle to be caught in because it's wasting time. It's wasting time. There's nothing I can do to go back and change anything up until this point, but I can plan for the future. And we say that, you know, what is that saying? Um, I plan or I make plans for the future and God laughs or something like that, because it can also be for naught, right? We can, we can plan and schedule our lives and think like, by this time I'm going to get married. And by this time I'm going to work, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to retire. I'm going to do this. All of that can be for nothing because you never know what curveball life will throw at you. But that being said, I think there's nothing wrong with having goals and developing yourself as a person alongside whatever you are doing right now. And this is one area that I am currently trying to figure out. Like I just, Laura, uh, I feel like I just now at 35 have gotten to a point where I am comfortable in the decisions that I make. I mean, I mean, when I say that this is recent, I mean, recent as in like a month ago. (laughs) Okay. Because I finally have decided that I no longer need to defend myself or defend my decisions. And I know what it took to get me here. Just like you said, I, and thank God, like in, in, in my personal life, I have my husband with me who has been here with me through these decisions and we arrived at them together. So I have that support. Um, But what I am struggling with figuring out is just how to develop my own self outside of who I am when I'm at home. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right. No, I completely hear you. So yesterday I saw the, um, oh gosh, I can't say her name, but the Big Bang Theory woman. Mayan Bellic. Yes. She was doing an ad. Okay. And she was doing an ad for some kind of software. Like I'm not. Wondurium. I just saw this. Okay. (laughs) So Wondurium. Okay. And the idea was like how to keep learning when you've already gotten your PhD. Like you want to keep learning. You want to keep your brain. Like like, we went to college. We're like intelligent human beings. And now we're just like mopping the floor. (laughs) No offense to me mopping the floor, but just, (laughs) just. My brain needs to work too. So I was just thinking like, that's exactly it. We, we, we have so much capacity to grow still. Yes. <laughs> and I think, okay, sorry. I'm going to go in this direction then I'll bring it back to our normal conversation. But like, I think companies are missing on a huge opportunity to employ all of these women who are literally geniuses <laughs> and maybe stay at home dads too, who need to take care of their families and also have so much more to offer and so much growth ability. So, yes. Yeah. I do agree that there is a lot of untapped potential in literally every single person, because even people who have fantastic jobs, Laura, even the people who are um, the doctors that are very successful and high, whatever success rates in their surgeries and whatever, they're so, so uh, solely focused on that job that they don't develop any other skills. They don't develop themselves outside of that, which brings us back to the same exact problem that we started with. And that is if if at any point 
you lose this ability to be the surgeon. Who are you? What are you going to do with your life? And what will you be? There's so much here to unpack. Like, um, and, and I think about that with my own children. Like, this was one of the things that I enjoyed about homeschooling is their whole life doesn't become school. Like they get to enjoy being a kid and playing outside. They get to enjoy, you know, trips with uh, mom and dad. They get to enjoy all these things that I think would normally be limited for them. Again, I don't know if it's going to be like this forever, but for now, I just, there's so much more to us than our job in this time period where we have a job. Yes. Yes. I mean, I just think about how many people don't develop any kind of hobbies have no hobbies, don't know what to do when they're not working or don't know what to do when they're with the children. Like, I think that's so deadly. Like you, Mm. that is what kills you is not having something else on your mind ever, except the one single-minded focused thing that your, your life is revolving around. But I think, um, you know, the idea that we are touching on repeatedly is that you have a purpose and you will continue to have purpose, whether you're whether you're defined right now by one particular thing that you're doing or not, the, the thing that you have to keep in mind or keep alive throughout all those years is there is more, there, is, there are other things asked of you and it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I, it's not worth our death grip on any one thing. It really is not worth our, you know, bloody knuckles just trying to keep, hold onto one thing that we think that we do well Um, part of our identity yeah yeah, one part of our identity that we think we are and um and it's funny because Laura like uh Danny and I were not handy workers at all like we have no skill set in terms of you know like when something breaks in the house we're just kind of like YouTube I guess I don't know and that was actually one of the things that we decided we were going to start working on together it was like you know we should take like a a basic woodworking class how fun would that be just like let's figure out how to pick up put hammer to nail and like figure out where to put things I think it would be so fun we could probably just if nothing else enjoy something different than our day-to-day routine um so yeah that's just I love this idea of exploring who you are outside of what you think you are um especially if you're, you're in that phase of life where what you think you are and what you want to be are not matching, which I think a lot of people struggle. I think that's a a common human experience at some point in life, right? And I think that the idea that you can, our listeners can take away today is if you've got like a a plan B item, you can work on it very slowly. You Mm. You can begin and chip away at it very slowly because I think sometimes we overwhelm, we're like, well, I'll never do this thing over here because it's so big to get from like zero to expert, you know, compared to what I'm already good at. Right. But it's okay to like slowly chip. This is so funny. I was thinking yesterday, I learned something new about episodes. I learned that after a TV episode, if there's a little extra scene at the end, not a missing scene, but an extra scene, it's called a tag. I didn't know that. And I was like, wow, there's like this whole world of like episode, TV episode creation that I know nothing about like Mm. people like write tv shows for a living like and then I just like realized I will never do that like I will never there's not enough lifetime for me to learn to write a tv show and then I and then immediately I go to the lion king and that line 
there's more to see than can ever be seen more to do than can ever be done that's like my favorite line but like as I'm getting older and closer to dying that's all I can think about is like (laughs) time's running out to do all the things that was really morbid (laughs) you know I am closer to dying (laughs) so it's just like maybe I will never learn to write a tv episode but you know what actually I could I mean if I wanted to if it was something I wanted to do I could today write a little mini TV episode for Abuna to use as a sermon illustration. You know, like you can chip away at whatever it is you want to chip away at. It's just, it's just deciding really that's hard. You know, that's such a, that's such a fun idea. I love that. (laughs) And I also, um, I don't know. I think that we just want to encourage our listeners today, right? Because um, we're all going to go through these periods of time where we don't know what we're going to be doing and or if we're doing it right. And that's why we always hear that advice that, um, you know, God is constant. So hold cling to him because when you are in the valley, he is the same. When you're on top of the mountain, he is the same. And so I think that um, if you're going through that period where things are not matching up, it's not permanent. It's okay. We're all kind of going through that and kind of coming to terms with our bodies changing and our minds changing and things just not being the way they once were. And it's okay. It's not a death sentence to us. Right. So keep on keeping on. And we're all in this together, like COVID 2020. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that, uh, I think that you are so much more than you think you are and you have potential to be anything, um, you know, that you at, at least try. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> don't we sound like a pair of teachers encouraging uh, yeah, our students <laughs> yeah, be all you can be yeah very army related yeah. yes sorry I ended in so many cliches but they're cliches because they're true they're true <laughs> true yes whether you are dealing with the hormones of the teens 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s or yes. beyond yeah <laughs> <laughs> We know that you can, man, I was just thinking like grandma Moses who started painting at 80. I, I heard, I read, I heard somewhere that like you stop being creative as you get older, like your creativity, like keeps decreasing with every decade or something like that. And then this morning I was like, wait, grandma Moses started painting at 80. No, throw that idea away. Like I reject said proposition. Like (laughs) we're, we're going to be creative forever. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. Oh, Lord. We're going to be okay, guys. We're just aging. It's just the hormones talking, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by PMS. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know you guys missed us. We will talk to you again next week. (laughs) You guys. (laughs) Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.